But I want you to know tonight you got faith In your trial, in your test, in your hard times Good evening. I'm host Hezekiah L. Montgomery, host of The Man in the Mirror. The sh- our show just keeps getting better and better. Tonight's episode, which is our 13th, will, we will ask the question, are you a situational praiser? We'll give, we'll give some examples, and we'll open it up live for you to call in and give us your view on this question. And without further ado, we can't go on the show without bringing on our co-host, Michelle Johnson. Good evening, Michelle. How are you doing tonight? Good evening, Kai. I am fabulous. Excellent. And I know a lot of our listening audience are asking, and I've actually talked to a few people. They're wondering, what, what am I asking or what am I talking about when it comes to being a situational Fraser. And actually, and I'll just resubmit what I wrote earlier to introduce the show. How many of us, when things are going good, such as bills paid, food in the fridge, and money in the bank, are on fire for the Lord and thanking and praising Him? People come to people come to ask you how you're doing, and you say, "Praise the Lord! God is good." Because all is well. Now, on the flip side, when things aren't so good, bills behind, can barely make market, kids eating all the time, and the bank account is laughing at you, are you still praising him? Are you just letting your situation determine your praise? Yeah, it's easy to praise him when things aren't going are going good, but can you take on the same praise when the situation isn't so good. David said in Psalm 34:1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. David went through ups and downs, and he still kept praising his spirit. David even had to encourage himself when his men were ready to kill him because their wives and children were taken away from the camp. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in his spirit because of his sons and daughters, but David found strength in the Lord, his God, 1 Samuel 36. So, which are you? Do you praise him in the good times and bad, or are you a situational praiser? That is our question for the night, and we're going to actually um, talk about that this evening. As w- this evening, that is the question that's out there. Okay, and I'm actually going to start off this evening myself, um, Michelle. Until we get some callers in, um, as we start off, David says, and that's one of my favorite verses. David said, "I will bless." Give up. 
um, it came to the point when I was trying to hold on to things, you know, material things. And, again, the bank account was low, the bills behind us, you know, just as I mentioned. And all of a sudden, you know, as I was going through, um, I heard a sermon, and I heard my pastor ask this question, are we going to continue to praise or are we going to, you know, let things that are happening to us, and I decided to put in a situation of determining our praise. And I myself, yeah, I was a little down and distressed and distraught because, again, you know, when you when you lose everything, when you're going through your storm, um, we had this tendency, and I had this tendency just, you know what, I don't know what to do, but I still had to praise him. I still had to bring up those verses that I was brought up in as a child to an adult that, you know, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually on my lips. That's one of my verses that I continually use, you know. Even when people ask me today, I say, hey, you know, they say, hi, I say, I'm blessed, you know. Because, we, you know, when you wake up in the morning, that's the first thing. And when I lost everything, <clears throat> I was going through a Job experience. When, you know, when Job lost everything, you know, his wife was trying to have him, you know, his curse died, died and die. But Job, you know, thought that was kind of foolish because he wasn't going to do that. He wasn't going to sit there and, you know, curse God and die because whatever God gives us, if, if he allows it to be taken away, that means as we've seen at the end of Job, God even, you know, God for him being obedient, from him continuing to praise God, for him going through his fasting and praying, just as David did, he chose to say, look, I am not going to let, you know, anything keep me from staying in the presence of my um, God Almighty. And his friends were trying to edge him on, and, you know, they weren't really trying to be the best friends around. Only one of them, you know, actually, if I'm not mistaken, the leave, only one of them, you know, had the understanding of what was going on. So when the situation is not good at all times, because we're not going to have good times all the time. Many of us were like that, but that is not the real world. The real world, you know, in the real world, things happen. You know, car breaks down. As I said earlier, food, no food in the refrigerator. You know, things happen where, you know, you rob them, as they say, rob them Peter to pay Paul. We're not just mm-hmm. being able to just have a day with not, something not going wrong. Or the boss at work, your supervisor at work is just doing everything just to keep you from having a good day. Or your friends at work are maybe keeping you know you from having a good day. So but when we come to those situations, when we come to those things, do we let do we allow those situations? determine or to, you know, make us, you know, react because as people, we are reactors. We may react in any other kind of way, and that's all Satan wants us to do. Satan didn't want Job to give God praise. Satan definitely didn't want David to continue praising God for everything that was going on, And but he still continued to praise all continue to praise God. So when things do happen, when things are going on, um, are we going to continue 
things situate are we gonna allow allow that situation to determine how we're gonna react to it? So that's what that's the question tonight and that was uh you know, something I wanted to bring about myself because I know we've all gone through something um in life and the Bible has plenty of stories of people who have struggled, who have went through but they didn't, and I love David because David was one who never, you know, he was, you know, even though he was sinned and he, you know, did wrong in the sight of God, he never, you know, got. He was always known as a man after God's own heart because he continued to praise God even in his sin, even as I said on one show, even after his son, you know, that he, you know, prayed for, fasted for. You know, he did everything he could to, you know, keep his son from dying. But if that was the Lord's will, David still gave praise to God. So with that, um, Michelle, is there anything, you know, you want to put in on that? Yeah, actually, I was just really listening um, to what you were saying. When the um, when the topic, and I definitely agree with what you're Thing. Um, when the topic, you know, are you a situational praiser, was first raised, um, I kind of saw where it was coming from, you know, when you put your summary up, talking about, you know, do we only praise them when it's, when it's good things. But um, I, I actually look at it a different kind of way. And um, I think we should be praising God at all times because that's one, that's the the word of God says if we don't give him the praise, the rocks will cry out. So God uh-huh. is to be praised regardless. But um, I definitely think that we actually do need to be situational praisers. And the reason why I think that is because when we are going through, when we are having a rough time and when things don't seem to be going our way, sometimes it's your persistence and perseverance in praising God to actually move you through that test, that trial, that rough day, or whatever, if you're concentrating on the Lord, because that's what praising him, if you're praising God all day um, in worship, in your thoughts, in singing, in in psalms, and hymns to him, if that's what you're doing all day, you don't have time to worry about those things that are, are going on outside of him. And so it actually helps you. It can help you to make it through. So I think you can look at it like that, too. You know, when things are rough, you know, the first thing we ought to do is start giving God praise. You gave the uh, example of mm-hmm. Job, which I think is an excellent example, because if anybody was going through, Job was going through. And still he refused to talk negatively or blame God. That's number one. And number two, he still gave some praise. And so that's definitely a, a good uh, formula, if you ask me, for um, and, a, and a good example for what we should be looking to do when there are things that are going wrong with our day or, or situations happening. And you are 100% correct with that. Because, again, we don't want to be that type of person that is just praising God in the good times because there are always going 
to be bad times, you know, as well as the good times. And many of us think, oh, I'm always going to have it good. Well, there are times that you're not going to have it good at all times. And, again, what do you do? Do we, you know, do we give up? Or do we, or do we say, okay, God, if this is your will, and just like Jesus said, thy will be done. He didn't want to go to the cross. He wasn't praising. He wasn't happy at that moment. And we just celebrated Easter, but he still had to go on to do it for us. So, and I think in his heart, he still praised and loved his father, but he just had to do the will of the father. And I talked to many of my friends at work, you know, you know, and some of them, you know, they praise God every day. They're just smiling. They're just happy. They're just, you know, giving thanks because right now we are, many of us are angry. There are things going on in the country right now. And can we still praise God when we know people are being killed every day? Can we still praise God when we know that the enemy is busy and our children? Can we praise God? Because raising children is one of the hardest things around today because, um, and I always tell people, the worst thing they've ever done was taken when they took prayer out of the schools. Can we continue to praise God? You know, when prayer is mm-hmm. gone and the kids are just very, you know, some of our children, I won't say all, but many children are just out of control, don't know what's going on. Can we say, uh, when you, you know, when your son or your daughter comes home um, and things are happening in school, can you still say thank the Lord or praise God or hallelujah? You know, can we still Praise God, because with children, it, it's hard. Love our children, but it's hard when things are going on. You know, sometimes they can make, you know, when, when those situations are happening, we forget all about God and ready to turn around and let the enemy use that situation. And that's what Satan does. You know, he just uses those situations to take us out of our calling that God has put on us and taken out of our Christianhood to try to draw us on his side. And, you know, that's one thing that we all have to be careful for because, you know, you know, many times Satan uses the kids to throw our situation in a whole new different ball game. You know, what mm-hmm. do you think about that, Michelle? Well, I mean, all all these quote-unquote situations that um, we're referring to, which could be anything from the fact that, you know, you, like you were talking about, you're having a bad day at work, um, having issues with your children, your spouse, your family, whatever may be going on. All of that is distraction. And um, that, that's the way that Satan keeps us from concentrating, one, on God, and two, on doing um, those things that are pleasing to God. So he tries to distract us every day, all day, um, you know, by all these things going on. Um, and he doesn't He doesn't always, and, I, and I'm just going to point that out, he doesn't always um, use a, a bad situation per se. Um, I've actually been in a situation where he uses just, 
so much going on that I'm busy, and I don't find time in my day to give God praise for that day and what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, it, it's, you know, it's twofold with that. So all of that is just a distraction. And uh, what I think, um, or, or this is my humble opinion, is that we really need to um, look at praise as a tool. We have a a whole inventory of tools at our disposal that were given to us by God. We have worship. We have praise. We have the word of God. We have the, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We have all of these tools um, that were given to us to be able to help us maintain and make it through this life and stick and stay close to God. Um, and so we, we need to consider using praise as a tool um, to make it through the day to remind us continually um, of God and how he is blessing us even in the smallest of ways. Yeah, and I was actually, as you were talking, I was looking up, you know, because I love looking up words, um, looking up the word praise in dictionary.com. And it says, the Mm -hmm. act of expressing approval or admiration, commendation, um, laudation. Um, The second definition is is the offering of grateful homage in words or song as an act of worship, a hymn of praise to God. So when we praise, we're, we're acting upon something that has been done. Or something that um, that the Lord has blessed us with or allowed to happen. That's where the real praise comes in. An act of mm-hmm. homage, an act of saying, hey, I'm thanking. And what I love about my pastor is he wants us to praise God continually throughout the service, not come and say, hey, praise God, praise the Lord, you know, because God knows what's real, and God knows what's not real. I mean, praise doesn't begin as soon as you get in the church. Because it's kind of funny. Mm, We start off the show. Um, David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Now, if we look up the definition of all, and I'm quite sure it will say everything at all times. You know, the definition of all requires that that's everything. Not just, you know, when it's good, not just when, you know, not just when, you know, when it's, you know, good for me or good for the family or but at Mm -hmm. all times. All requires everything. The whole amount, quantity or extent of, that's what it all means. That means... It means all, everything. Many of us don't understand um, what it means when um, when it comes to saying all. We say, okay, I'm, I'm happy at this moment or I'm happy at this time. But when it says all, David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His mm-hmm. grace shall be continually on my lips. 
and I always try to talk to people and try to find out what's going on with you know, when we say all, oh, what happens again, I go back to work, when that boss is just getting on your nerves. He wants this report done, he wants that report done. He's you know, and you you know, don't you know, and you know you did the report but it was lost. Are you gonna are you gonna which way are you gonna bless your boss? Many of us have words we wanna to say to our bosses. But which way are you going to bless? What are you going to do when um, when we're in that situation? All requires everything. And as I was saying, the um, um, the pastor always wants us to give praise to the Lord because that keeps the service going. That keeps everything going. You just don't stop praising God. When service starts, we have to praise mm-hmm. him at all times. We definitely um, have to um, give him homage in everything we do. It's not easy. And I want to know, many times, you know, you wake up in the morning and things start not going right, and, you know, the devil tries to throw something slick in there, and you haven't figured out what is going on. But, again, only God only if we continue to give God praise will we be able to um, do continually what God says and what, what the word says. You know, don't just praise him when the things are going right. We have to praise him in all situations because I look at situations as a learning factor in my life. What can I learn from this situation? You know, praise Situation of praise can be a teaching lesson as well. You know, what can I learn from what's happening right now? So I know that when I come against it again, I'll be ready. I may have, I may look, I may not pass the test. I may not have passed the test, but next time when it comes, I'm going to give him all the praise. Well, how about thank? How about thank God for the test? Because if it wasn't for the test, I wouldn't know where I was lacking. You know, that's that's even like in the in the natural sense of a test. When we take a test, um, and sometimes we get to take a pretest. So when we take a pretest, uh, we actually get to yeah. see where we're we're lacking. You know, and where we may need to concentrate our study, and where we may need to concentrate our attention. And so then we get another chance to take that test like we were just talking about. So why not give them praise for the test? And I was actually, um, I was listening to you talking about, you know, just how quick the devil jumps in to, you know, mess up your day. Say, for instance, like, you know, waking up late. You know, you went to bed nice and early. Everything was going fine. You expected to wake up like normal, get ready for work and, and keep it moving. But instead, you wake up uh, at the time you should be walking out the door. <laughs> so that quick, you know, the the day could, could um, jump off track. But um, if we wake up giving him praise regardless, you know, that just lets him know. And I actually wanted to, um, or, or let him let him know that that we are still blessing his name regardless of what's happening. Um, and I wanted to actually bring out a point. Um, at one point, uh, one of the ministers at the church that um, I attend, 
he was ministering and uh, talking about praise. And he was saying, you know, praise is one of the definitions of praise, you know, is to express approval. And when he started on this point, I was kind of not understanding, but he was talking about those things. When we when we give our life to God, you know, we actually are telling him, I give my life to you. You know, it's not all about me now. I will live for you. I will try to do the best thing because if not, then why, you know, why are we doing it? So we're giving our life to Christ. We're carrying out his will. We're um, spreading his word. We're doing, you know, as he directs and guides us. And so when something happens, um, any kind of situation, when something happens in your life, that means that it was allowed by God. Uh-huh. And so why are we complaining? And Because now we're going against God's will when we already told him that I will follow your will. So we're going against his will by, you know, complaining, murmuring, complaining, and having a fit because it's not going our way. So our way is our will. So we already know we're we're off track at that point because now we're looking at our, our will to be fulfilled instead of his. So why not give him approval? Let him know, Lord, I know that, this thing, you know, it was predestined, it was preordained, you know, I I have to, you know, give my approval because everything in your will. Let your will be done. If we're saying let your will be done, we step off the curb and fall. Say, Lord, I approve. I fell. Maybe this is showing me I need to be more watchful. Maybe it's showing right. me, you know, I need to slow down and take my time. I approve. Thank you. So when when he brought that point up, it was really odd to me. But as I started thinking about it, I was like, you know what? That's absolutely true. We get a million things put in front of us every day. Um, and I look at it as a million opportunities to bring glory to God's name because how Amen. we to each and every situation that occurs in our life is going to determine if we bring glory to God's name or shame, if we um, bless his name or curse it. Like that's a decision that we unconsciously make every day. You know, every time, every single time something happens. And it's kind of mind-boggling, but if you set your mind to, no matter what happens, I'm going to give God the glory, I'm going to give him the praise, and I'm going to thank him because I know that it's happening for a reason, that he's doing something, he's moving some things. I, I don't. I may not even know what he's doing yet, but I know he's doing something. So... You know that that's very important, and it it does. Like I said, it it boggles your mind because there are so many things that occur during the day, but each and every one of those things is is an opportunity to give God praise and move forward. 
Excellent. That is an excellent point. I appreciate it, Michelle. We are now live. Um, we are now talking on the man in the mirror. I talk radio. If you want to guess, call in line is 917-889-2217. And um, you can um, call, um, check in on the web also at the man in the mirror. Blog, I'm sorry, blog talk radios. Um, dot com slash the man in the mirror, and um, I'm going to bring on a a buddy of mine, someone that we I met through my mentor Maria Wall. She is now, um, she has introduced me to Deacon Farr, who's a a man of God who I admire, and I'm actually learning from him as well. So I hope he doesn't mind, but I see him on the line. So I'm going to bring him on and let him talk to us, you know, give us a brief description of things or listen, you know, tell us what he's been thinking about. Of You know, when I asked him a question earlier this week and I told him what the show was going to be about, um, are you a situational praiser? Deacon Farr, are you there? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord, sir. How are you? I am blessed, sir. Amen, so amen. Bring amen. You on because we're... We're all in here talking about Michelle and I and whoever comes in or whoever may ask a question. We're all just, you know, we're talking about, as I said, are we, you know, are you a situational praiser? Do you let the situation determine how are we or how are you or how anybody's going to continue to praise God? So, what, you know, give us some insight, um, Deacon Farr. Amen, brother. And uh, your, your co-host, your guest is Michelle. How are you, sister? Yes. Hi. How are you? Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, um, you, you, as I saw your topic to, um, today uh, when you sent me the invite, and was talk about are we a situational praiser? And I see that. Um, I think I see that as both ways because, like you, like you were saying, when the times of stress and testing come, we praise one way, and I think we and then and when our situations are being are different or less strenuous or we appreciate it and we praise another way. I think we do have praises when, God, we need you. God, help us. God, what I'm going to do without you. Or then we have also have a praise where we say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for coming through. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for saving my child, saving my life, healing me. So we, do, we, we all have situational praises. But I think we have to understand that when we praise it, are we, you know, sometimes our praises we can we want we do not want to curse God in the midst of circumstances. That it all should be uh, like um, you were saying that he's he is in control of it all, the good and the bad. And what we do have sometimes we have folk they all they all they expect is God to answer all their wishes and all their desires. And that's where we that's where we get off. That's where we get mm-hmm. off track. When we go to God and God do this, God do that, and then when God don't do it, or God, you know, even when we talk about healing and sicknesses, you know, God is in control of it all. And we think because we didn't pray and people were getting healed or people were sick and saying they passed away and we think God isn't heard and we still can't praise. You know, we get we sometimes, because even in that, we all are going to pass away, and we have to. And how do we praise when we talk, talk about having homecomings? Do we truly are we praising because that person who passed away, if they were a believer, their job is done, and they're in a better mm-hmm. and they're truly in heaven, 
And do we recognize uh-huh. that? Or do we boo-hoo and let our emotions override us? And even some folk in the church, they curse God. If that grandma leave, that mama of the church leave, or big mama die, they can't handle it. If our, if our children pass away, they can't understand. They're upset. But those are the times. What, what, how do we praise them? But do we still believe God is in control? Do we still believe that he is all-knowing? So, you know, our situational prayers, we have to look at it, you know. And again, I say, when, when it doesn't go our way, that's our biggest thing that we have to remember. That God and is and beginning you and the end. Go ahead, brother. Excellent, I'm Brother Far. You did mention something earlier that when that person dies, when that mom, dad, or brother, or sister dies, praise stops. Praise is different. I actually ran into a person whose mother passed. And they are right now bitter about God. They were doing good when they were, you know, again, when they were just getting back in the church and things are happening. But now they have that bitterness or anger against God. Now they're also dealing with the grandmother about to pass. Again, you know, they, they you know, they don't they, they don't want to praise God anymore the way that they did. Because again, the situation has changed. You know, I'm good as long as my mother or my father or my grandmother is alive and well. But what happens if God's will is for them to go? Does that change my attitude towards God, or is my attitude does my attitude continue? To say okay, and like you said, I have to praise them because they are in a better place. If you know. Lord's will as they were Christians And they were following the will of God But again I'm watching You know I see people every day that go through Exactly what you just said And, then, and like you're saying when you, Because you said you said it twice It's watching So what are we showing others about our faith When we do that mm-hmm. what, 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 you know, when you, Even our, from our children To the people we minister to to the people of our church, to to people who know us as, as who know us as Christians, how we deal with these circumstances, folk are watching, and we have to remember that: are we giving glo- are we giving God the glory in our circumstances, in our situations, in our praise? Because you know, you know, I, you know, they're, they're, people are watching us. We have to remember that also. And if you have a family, if you're a husband, a mother, I mean, a husband, a wife, you have children looking at you. You know, you, you, you preach it to them, you want them to go to church, you take them to church, and if something goes wrong, they're seeing what you do when it don't go your way. So they so now you that's the faith that's the faith you're you're transmitting to the next generation. So people that are you're mentoring, people you're in fellowship with. So we have to remember that's why we definitely have to be in a place for ourselves that we ready for these this life. Because it, it's it's life. Sometimes it's it's not a situation we might want to call it out, but it's just life. And we don't have, you know, we have to be prepared to deal with it. And when we praise and for our praise for God, it's, it's, again, it has to be something. You have to get to that place. You have to have it on the inside. You know, we have to, it has to be something that you're continuously doing, that your relationship with God is as close as you can, as you can get it, that you're doing the things that God calls you to do, that you're praying, you're understanding, you're out there, you're, you, you surround yourself with folk who, who, who are mentoring you and strengthening you, and you're in fellowship with believers, and it's a lot to it. But are we doing those things, or are we just being superficial? 
Because then, you know, I, uh, yeah. I, uh, I, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Our hypocrisy will show in those times of testing. We have to look at, we look, just look at Scripture. We look at Job. Mm-hmm. How did Job handle it? Mm-hmm. All his so-called friends, how they treat him, his, even his own wife. So that's what we have to look at. We have to be prepared. We have to be prepared for those Job seasons because those, those will come. Those will come if you live long enough. And that's, what, people, will come. And that's what people don't want to be prepared for. And I'm sorry, that's what people don't want to be prepared for. You know, that's why, you know, God God put this on my heart again. You know, when it's, everything is going good, you got money in the bank, kids are acting okay for a minute. I mean, you got food in your refrigerator. You got every, everything. Is, you're pushing up daisies. But then that, you know, you know, just like, and I, I like the story of Job because, with it, you know, if I was Job, I was like, okay, why me, God? Because then what did, what did um, Satan do? He was going to and fro. Um, he told um, God, God asked him, where are you coming from? Oh, I've been going to and fro, you know, here and there. And he said, well, have you considered my um, servant Job? I would look at that guy like, what? <laughs> Why me? <laughs> it's like that, a sign would have came up like, I would have said like my whole head would have did a 360 like, what? He said, "God, wait a minute, God! I thought you loved me, Lord. Why are you, why are you telling exactly. me? Why are you pointing me out to the man? <laughs> why, 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 I was all, I was fine. I was hiding. I'm doing this. I'm doing. I'm paying attention. So all of a sudden, he said, would you have you considered my?' And I, and, and I'm, I'm being honest. I was like, okay, why mm. did he point her my direction? Mm. But then we have to think. God knew that Job was going to be able to handle it. He just had to let." Satan that he wouldn't be able to get through yes, Amen. God knew already. Amen. Amen. But he but he had to let Satan see that it ain't happening. Yeah, go ahead and test him. Yeah, I've been around. He's one of my faithful ones. Go ahead. Give it your best shot. But again, God knew. At that moment, Joe probably didn't know. He's like, look, even me, I'm like, okay, God. This is, we always look at stuff and like, really? Can I handle this? But I always think, you know, after reading that, I always say the revelation was God knew that Job was going to be able to handle it. Amen. Satan was the one who had to find out that, you know, that he, you know, that Job was able to handle everything. He uses, as you said, and we talked about it earlier. He used his wife. She said, "Curse God and die." Okay, he wasn't going to do that. Then his friends were against him. So, but that wasn't going to happen. So again, like like we said, many times God will allow it to happen. You know, just to strengthen us, because He know our testimony will be used for other people that's going through. Mm-hmm. That's right. We have to be ready for yeah, it. I... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I'm sorry. I just, I just wanted to say. That's why one of the reasons I really, really do love um, the the whole example of Job because that is that's one of the biggest um, things to get from it is that you know why can't we look at it as God you chose me for this <laughs> you chose me that means you know or you know something even if I don't know it. That means you believe and you feel and you know 
I can go through this. So if God knows it, then, you know, who am I? Who am I to, you know, say what I can't, you know, get through or make it through if God is, is entrusting me with that with that trial or that tribulation um, to make it through? And I wanted to um, touch on something you said earlier, Deacon Far as well, in Psalm 79 and 13, it says, so we, your people, and the sheep of your pasture will give you thanks forever. We will show forth your praise to all generations. So it's actually in a word, we need to be uh, passing down this idea of praise the Lord at all times from generation to generation. We ought to be able to show people by our actions because, you know, actions speak louder than words. So we, we can't walk around talking about um, how, you know, we're going to praise God at all times if we're not doing it and showing forth that thing to our children and our children's children. So that's definitely something that um, we, we need to pass on to the generation. Amen, amen. I agree. You know, that, that's, that's to me, I think that that's, that's the most important thing. It's you know what are we what are we showing for you know the believer unbeliever and our families you know because you know we all some of us we all, our whole family's not saved that's you know you still got some renegades out there but they know you to be <laughs> and when this when the situations of life hit you we have to be in a place and like I say it's, it's just not a, you how you say it, you can't get there when you're there and I think that's when we talk about praise you can't get there. When the when the when the when the times come, and I think that's something that we really have to 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 look for. We have to already be in presence, in connection with God, that He's in our life, that He's all our life, that He's our everything, and then the, our praise will flow. It'll flow. I believe that because we, you know, when we, when we, all the things that we do, we, if we're not getting, if we're not seeking Him and getting Him on the inside, and living a life. With the Holy Spirit indwelling in us, that's where our praise will be off key or off off centered or be moved, you know. And 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 it's even the little things, you know. Your 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 children, if there's you know something going on with your children and their marriages break up, their relationships break up, you know, your child's in school. I mean, there's all the things in life that can set us off and move us off of God and move us to the point where we want to take take control of it. We don't pray, so we think we need to grab, go out there and handle it and fix it. You know, especially when it comes to our children. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. those parents out there know we want to put our hands to it and we're going to straighten this thing out. So I'm going to that too is just praising God. Because, so, you know, because I uh, just like to share, you know, my kids, they, they know, you know, our kids, they know when they did wrong. But it's mm-hmm. how we react to their mistakes. Even our grown kids, I'm not, I'm not talking about no teenagers. I'm talking about our grown kids. You know, we have to be in a place where we're praising, where we're taking the, taking the issues to God, and we're letting them know that we're not going to blow off the handle because that, that is more damaging. Our, our kids do something to them, and we start kirking out. Or are we praising mm-hmm. God? Are we telling them we're praying for them? Are we, are we, you know, trying to give them a word and speak, speak life back into that situation? That's all praise also. So that's why you know we have to be rooted and grounded, and understand what it what what it means to really praise God. 
And we have to realize as well, Deacon Farr, going on, you know, coming from what you just said, is we weren't always saved as well. You know, we were the young teenagers. We were the young adults. We were, you know, we were where they are. And that goes with um, any anybody that's not saved. we got to remember, we weren't always saved. We weren't always the ones that's understanding what's going on under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You know, so when we got there or when God called us in and we followed the calling and he blessed us with that spiritual anointing, then everything, you know, to us we started to understand with more reading of the word, with more praying to God, with more thanking God. You know, so we have to remember, you know, don't don't we can't forget where we came from. Many people do, but we can't forget. And um I do want to take a little break, but before we go, before we do that break, um, I want to back up to um, something Deacon Forrest said. Um, he said, we got to remember, it's not, uh, you know, our will, but his. And as soon as you said that, the, one of the stories from the Bible jumped in my head about the young man or the rich ruler who had barns and more barns, had barns of food and everything, and he kept saying, well, I am going to build more barns to put, all of you know to put all of my stuff instead of praising God and thanking God, he said, "Okay, I'm going the mighty I." Because if you read that, if I'm not mistaken, uh, if the word "I" is in there several times, almost about seven times within that one story. He kept saying "I, I, I, I," instead of "Thank you, Lord, thank you, God," or you know, "Thank you, somebody for allowing me to have all this wealth." And then God told him, you fool, thou soul shall be required of you this night. We have to, you know, you know, his will was, I want to do all this, I'm going to do all, I'm going to build more, build more, let's do this. Instead of having a praise in his heart and thanking God for saying, you know what, you bless me with this. And I'm going to thank you for blessing me with this, you know. And, um... I wanted to um, deacon for what is what are your thoughts on that uh, you know, on that story? Yeah, I mean I agree. I mean, and, and you know, just to bring that story into you know, people forget when I mean, you know when they get jobs, promotions, and uh, people you know, I, I, the people are blessed to go to college, finish their education, get their degrees, their master's degrees, and you know, the, all these earthly temporal achievements. Folk think it's about them, and they think it was all they done it. I mean, that's that's how that, I relate that story. People have so they achieve such wonderful things, and they forget God. They forget God made it all possible. They forget that God, you know, had His hand and moved it a certain way that you could get accepted to college, that you could that the money for college would come up, that you could finish school, that you didn't, you know. Whatever, you got the extra summer job to pay for the credits, the books, the sacrifice that God put into your parents' heart for you to go, and some of us, you know, some of us to get the jobs we got and get the promotion. You know, when God, we talk we talk about having favor, God's having favor on our life, and we forget that it's God that moved us up in our, our corporate world or whatever our job is and got us promotions and supervisors and managers, put us in places that we don't even have them qualified for, and we mm-hmm. think, you know, we, we use it as a boast, we wear it as a badge of honor, and we forget God. And that's what I hear, that's what I think when you said that that parable Jesus taught. We think it's all us. We're so wonderful. 
I got it. I got a good degree. I got, I got. But, you know, we forget to thank God because without God, we don't know what would have happened to us. You know, what could have done? If we didn't, if God didn't give us a sound mind, if God didn't keep our, keep us healthy, if God didn't show us favor and stuff we didn't even see would cause us to have favor. You know, we went to school and we got into a class. There was somebody who didn't get to go to school and didn't go to class, didn't, was able to get to class or didn't pass uh-huh. the class. Or whatever, but we don't see that. We we celebrate we celebrate our achievements and forget the grace and mercy of God in our life. Then that he then 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 again, all that we have, it was for His purpose and to His glory. So once we have these achievements, what are we doing with it? We achieve so much and have influence, but now are we using or is, or is the influence that we have? Are we using it in a godly manner? Can God then use us after He gives us the stuff? Now can God tell us this is what I want you to do with what I've come to you, and that's exactly. part of it, and that's part of praise, and that's part of praise too, because God can be, you know everybody's not going to you know be whatever. Some people out here in this culture, in the world, in the marketplace, God's put you if if you're a believer, and God has put you in a place, He's put you there for His glory, and sometimes we even forget that we achieve, achieve, and then we forget about God. We're too busy for God now, mm-hmm. but He put you there for a place. And that's where that's also a form of praise, because God didn't just heal whoever everybody anyone who's listening, whoever you're working at. If you believe in Jesus Christ, God put you there for for a purpose and for a person or a purpose to be there. It's just not a job. It's just not a position. You just not whatever. And that's a that's a form of praise also. Looking to see where God's going to use you because somebody else couldn't be here. And if someone else, if 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 the, if the enemy put somebody there. What power could they wield, you know, for the ungodly person in the wrong place? And we can cause a lot of destruction. And we see that in our culture. We see that in history. So, I mean, we just have to, that's, that's what I think about when you talk about the bonds of having, 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 and then you want to save it and keep it for yourself. And the fact that you can't take it with you. <laughs> right, man. The main time, God is God told me you ain't taking that with you. you you're you're gone. You're done. This night because yes. of that attitude. Yes, sir. The attitude. All right, Deke. What we're going to do is we're going. To, I want you to stay on because we're. This is. I'm enjoying everything. We're going to take a a, a break, and you know, take, get a few notes from our supporters, and then we'll be back. Um, okay. All right, sir. I can hang with you a couple more. I can, yeah, I'm here. I can hang with you. All right, hold on, please. Okay, I'm enjoying this. Um, are you a situational praiser? That is the talk for tonight. Um, we are streaming live on the Man and the Mary um, host. Your host, myself, Hezekiah Montgomery. You can guest call in line is 917-889-2271, or you can check us out on The Man in the Mirror on um, BTR Blog Talk Radio. And we're going to have a note from our supporters, Musical Music Instruction for All Learners, where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons and instruments, Instrumental lessons, please contact contact us at 443-574-5491 to set an appointment to talk to our instructors. And please 
visit us on our website at www.musicinstructionfal.com. Another sponsor is Curvy Boss. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project and their website at www.curvyboss.com. And another sponsor is Oasis Tax Service. Need help finding out what your tax refund should be? Oasis Tax Service can direct you to the right amount of cash back into your pocket. Mention the man in the mirror with host Hezekiah Montgomery and get a 5% discount on your preparation. Contact them at 443-621-8386, and they are located at 46 South Franklin Town Road. And their website is www.baltimoretaxpreparationservice.com. Okay, we're going to have a song for you, and we will be back momentarily. You're listening live with host Hezekiah L. Montgomery on The Man in the Mirror. And olive has to go through three stages, for it's all to run. It has to go through the shaking, the beating, and the pressing. And just like the olive, some of you may have felt like you go through the shaking, the beating, and the pressing. You went through all of that for your own to flow. Now your greater is coming. If it had not been for the shaking, I never would have been ready for the making. No. If it had not been for the beating, I would have never knew how anointed I would be. Oh yeah. If it had not been for the pressing, I wouldn't be.
we can't praise when we have when we have issues of pride in our life. I think that 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 hinders our praise. If we don't. We're not truly praising, and we're not truly uh, uh, thankful. So I think you know it, that's something we. All, I think that's something we all have to guard against. I mean, even when when we do ministry, when we have breakthroughs, when we have successes, and we just have to, you know, it, it, it's something, again, I think it's something that we have, um, what's the word I want to use? It's habit. We have to get into the habit and the lifestyle of praise that we understand, we truly understand, and we keep God before us. We, keep, we know that it's God, no matter what it is, from the, from the smallest mm-hmm. thing to our greatest accomplishments, that it's God. And once we, I think, once we get that in our hearts and our minds and in our spirit, then we're we're in that place where God says, you know, you know, well done, my son, my child, my daughter. He says he, he's saying these things about us. You know, he we, we 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 he loves us. He's he's caring for us, and he he sees the appreciation. You know, we we you know we have the outward appearance of praise, but God again, you know, we we know that old phrase, God knows my heart. He truly does. And that's what we have to get our hearts in. We have to have a heart of praise. It's not our shout. It's not our jump. It's not our run around the building or, you know, wherever. It's a heart. And if we have that heart of praise, God recognizes that, that. And everything else that we do is for his glory, and he sees it. And, that's, that's, and again, that's something we have to, we have to on purpose, build a habit, not get prideful. Keep, keep, be humble before Him, seek Him, you know, and 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 just and, and get that thing in our. In, it has to be in our spirit. I know that's a cliche sometimes, but it has to be part of who we are in this Christian walk. And I think the more we right. we, we walk we walk it out, the more that God, is, the Holy Spirit, is going to come and and, and 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 make it easy for us. He's going to get us through. He's going to get us through stuff. You know, stuff happens, and we won't get all discombobulated and get off course. That we're gonna, you know, we we know God. We know God's coming. We know God's gonna help. God's gonna change it. God's gonna turn this thing around. You know, but I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay true. I'm gonna stay on folk. I'm gonna stay with God. I'm gonna continue to do what I, you know, my praise, my worship, my prayer time. I'm gonna continue. I'm not gonna forsake Him. And that's where we have to be, because you know, we're waiting for Him to move. You know, we have Scripture where Scripture's talked about. They waited on God to move. They waited for God. Stand still and wait on the salvation of the Lord. And all these things is that's where we have to be. And I think when we talk about our praises situationally and, and not getting off, because it's again, it, it all goes back to it's not our will; it's His will. No matter mm-hmm. what our greatest plans could be, it's what God wants to do, use us to be done here on the earth and in the lives of people. Because I think that's the greatest thing that God gets the glory that that's that what He puts us through, that we can help someone else get through. Because yeah. we've stood yeah. with Him, and we can give a testimony of what He's done. And I know that God, if God, God loves, He doesn't love me anymore. He loves you, but you have to stay faithful to Him. And that's a testimony right. we have to be able to share. We have to be able to, we have to be a light. And our praise is one way of being that light. Because, again, you know, I, I learned this a long time ago, our salvation, no matter who we are, from, you know, <laughs> above the bishop to the last person just got saved last Easter Sunday, 
God has a purpose for all of us. And there's a light Amen. to us. Amen. And you just actually struck a nerve when you said that, that we have to be there for other people. Because the scripture does say when, you know, when Jesus told Peter, Satan has chosen to sift you or test or whatever you want to do. Sift it is refining, making sure it goes through. You know, but when you have gone through strengthening your brother, it was going to be up to Peter's job to do what we have to do now. In other words, you went through, but now it's going to be your turn to help someone else. You know, you know they say when praises go up, the blessings can go down. So, yeah, everything wasn't a bed of, a bed of roses for Peter as he was going through at the death of Christ. Because, you know, but Christ knew that. But he also told Peter, but when you have gone through, strengthen your brother. In other words, it's not up to us to say, okay, I got mine, you get yours, and that's what plenty of people do. Even church folks do that. I got mine, and you get yours. But we're in this together. And that's one thing I love about my passion, because he's always praising, praises in him. And as the song goes, praises what I do. I mean, you, we have to be, as you know, praise in season, and we have to be praisers out of season. That's what you mentioned earlier. You can't praise just when, you know, everything is going good. You got to continue to say, hey, look, I'm going to praise him anyway. And I'm going to get my dance on, shout on, whatever I have to do, I'm going to praise him. That's what God wants out of us. You know, he doesn't want us to praise him. Yeah, I got that raise, as Deacon Cross said. I got that promotion. Now I can buy me that new car. And you are just counting up that new car all the time. You don't even give it the, you know, paint, paint time to dry. You are just shining the car. And then you forget, we forget all about praising God because of the things that he's allowed to happen. And we forgot that he has allowed that to happen. But we got to, you know, it's not just, it's not just our praise. It's going to be his praise as well. Amen. Amen, amen. Um, you have anything else to um, comment on the show? I was just listening to what you were saying, and I I definitely agree. I think we have to um, just actually stop stop being so preoccupied with ourselves and know that, um, as I was talking about earlier, we actually, we gave our life to the Lord. So when we're saying we're giving our life to the Lord, then it's to carry out his will. It's to be led by him. And this to glorify and praise him and bring glory to his name. So uh, it's not it's not all about us. Yes, you know he allows us to be able to do things like you know, excelling our career and our business, um, you know, raise families, whatever. But all things are to glorify God. And if we're not glorifying God and what we do. Um, on a daily basis, then we're missing something. So we definitely need to consider that, you know, when we're thinking about, you know, what has happened to me. It, it shouldn't be a woe is me um, every day of your life because something didn't go your way. Um, but it should be instead a chance 
for you, um, as Deacon Farr was talking about earlier, to actually show people that regardless of what circumstances or situations come up in your life, that you still are going to give the glory to God. And then in turn, to watch him bring you out of that circumstance or situation and bless you. Amen. 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 Well, let me. Uh, I want to interject a question here. What? What? When we talk, when we talk about praise, what about when? What about when? When? When we? When? When we mess up? When we get off course? When we do something? You know that you know we we slip, we backslide, we whatever. Where? What? What is our praise? I mean, you think it? It's? It's? You know. Our praise. Where, where do we go with it then? I mean, a lot of folk, you know, struggle with a lot of different things in their lives, and they slip up, and 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 you know, what, you know, once you fall and backslide, and you know, and you don't want folk to know, you you know, you, sometimes you can see it in church. The folk come to church, and they one week they was up, and next week is down, so you know something's going on with them. And you know, what, what do you think about that? About you know, struggling for our own selves when we mess up. We go wrong. We, you know, we kirk out on somebody or do something else, or we struggling with, you know, behaviors, and we go back to those behaviors. And then, how do we, you know, how do we, how do we get to a point where we can get back to in, in praising God and get back in, in, in connection and connect with God? What do you think about that? Well, you well, know, Deacon Far, I, I don't know if you were on the line um, at the point that I was saying this, but I was, I was saying that we. We really need to um, consider the tools that we have at our disposal, given to us by God. We have the Word of God. We have worship. We have praise. We we have um, the Holy Spirit to guide and lead us. So, um, you know, we we all um, are going to fall short. The Word of God tells us that we all are going to fall short at some point or another. Is going to happen with everybody. So if that's the case, you know, it's not for us to to dwell in that thing, but use your tools, use the Word of God, worship God, mm-hmm. praise God, mm-hmm. in order to get yourself up out of that. Because those are the things that He gave, you know, us to help us keep on track and and stay in his will and stay close to him. So if you feel like, because a lot of times when we when we do make a mistake or we fall, we feel far from God. So those are the tools that he gave us, and, and Jesus Christ himself, those are all the tools that he gave us to get closer to him or to draw back to him. Then that's what we should be using on a daily basis. So So praise God, worship God. Pray to God, prayer, um, you know, speak the word over yourself, your life, your situation, in order to move yourself back into the place of God's will. And also, to interject on what Michelle said, the Bible does say a righteous man may fall seven times, but he gets up. We have to get up. We cannot, you know, people want to see as Christians, want us, you know, we're human. You know, that's one part that people don't realize. We are flesh. And um, she also mentioned that, you know, we're going to make mistakes. We, you know, as again, we're human. So as it says, a righteous man falls seven times. 
then you know, then he gets up. David was going through. You know, he you know, I mentioned that in the um title of the pro- title of the program. His men were ready to, you know, stone him. He did not have anybody. He had to encourage himself in the Lord before God, you know, because he was in a slum. You know, you know, they were ready to kill him. But again, as Christians, and we get people wanting to do all kind of stuff to us every day, especially when we, you know, fall and they see it. But we have to get up, get out the mud, get back in the Word, and talk to God. And God, you know, sometimes he wants us to do this because, as you said earlier, it says, be still and know that I am God. Sometimes we have to, we do have to go through, stumble, fall, muddle, get in the mud, get dirty. But then, you know, as the testimony comes out, when we get up, wash ourselves off, and continue to look towards our Heavenly Father, so people will know, mm-hmm. hey, look, yeah, he made that mistake. He fell or she fell, but they didn't stay there. It's easy to stay there and want sympathy and want people to have compassion and stuff over you. But if you get up, encourage yourself in God, and get it together, then people will see the real you. Amen. Amen. So I wasn't quite sure if that was something you know you were looking for, Deacon Farwin. You and I like that question, but you know, you know, this is just as I say, keep it real. We want to keep everything Amen. real around here. Yes, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I believe because you're right. You know, folk have to. It, it's true. Sometimes it, I, I think I know the scripture is talking about when they came and took the uh, the wife, the women and the children, and he, David had to encourage himself. Yeah, we definitely that's part of it too. We have to encourage ourselves because you know we have to definitely stay. We sometimes we, we there's going to be times where we're going to be alone, and we're going to have to we, we can't get nobody on the phone, we can't get the pastor on the phone, we can't find deep, we can't find our moms, we can't find the whoever. Our spouse or whatever, and we're gonna to have to encourage ourselves through some stuff, you know, because you know, because in some stuff people, you know, I, I've learned that folk struggle with stuff alone a lot, especially in the church, because they just don't want to let people know. And without those tools, like you said, that's where folk get into deep, you know, emotional things because they don't have those tools. And then they don't, they don't, they, they're not able to, to, to praise because sometimes you do have to praise God on your own and, and, and encourage yourself mm-hmm. and, and seek Him. And you know, we talk about our times and our prayer. And again, this is something that we have to, before the time comes, that we have to be in a place where we are spending time with God. We have a, we have a prayer, we have a, a, a praise service with just us and the Holy Spirit. Because there's going to be some times you can be out in in, in the wilderness, and you just, you, you got to know you got to know how to do it. You know, David did it. David, you know, we use David's example. The old Psalms he wrote, where he, he was out there yeah. and he was in God's presence, and he was talking to God and writing songs and singing them songs. And the only thing he had around him was some sheep and some, uh, you know, he was out there in the wilderness. But he had to encourage right. himself, and that's we have to we have to live. We have to. You know, we have to see that example that we don't have to encourage ourselves sometimes in those times where sometimes God is going to be enough, and that can be in that could be in a crowded church, <laughs> it can be 
out by yourself in your own bedroom, you know, but we're going to have to be able to reach God and connect with him. And that's where also praise, you know, that praise where nobody else is around praise, where nobody else knows what you're going through. You know, you just, you know, you, you, you're dealing with some stuff that's going on in your head right in the church service, right at the prayer meeting, this stuff moving around in your head and in your heart, and you got to be able to praise. And that, that's some of it too. Because, you know, we, we get, sometimes we get so wrapped up and we can't even praise for ourselves. And then that, then, then that starts to, it's like a, um, a domino effect. Because if I can't right. praise and encourage myself sometimes, and then I can't, I can't get with the corporate prayer. I can't get with the corporate praise. I can't mm-hmm. be, get about, I don't want to be around the saints and stuff like that. We have to, right. you know, it's 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 multifaceted, just because of God, who God is, and it's it's all of it at the same time, and that's where that's that's why God is so beautiful because he's he's always there, he's everywhere at the same time, but all we have to do is cry out to him, in our heart and our spirit. If we cry out, he's going to comfort us, and that's what you know the the, the definition that you gave the. Sister, um, Sister Michelle gave about the the, the pastor. Um, um, I'm trying to remember how he said it, but you know, we, we, it's, um, would you say he was pleasing to God, or he recognizes it? Oh, uh, approval. Approval. Yes, I'm saying there it is. Yeah. I got it now. And that's what. <laughs> and that's yeah. That, that's what. That's you know, God is saying because look at my child. He knows. He knows I'm there, no matter what's going on. And. Again, we have to. It's, it's, it's something we have to really do, and it has to be. We have to develop it within us. It's like anything else, you know, because, you know, like we were saying, our flesh, our flesh is going to rise up on us, but our spirit is is, is stronger. So we just have to make keep that connection and, and keep that connection and and build that connection and make it stronger. Because again, oh, you know, I can't, I can't say more that you know, times are coming. You know, times are testing us, coming, just like the rain, the snow, and whatever. You know, even when it, when it was well, we're here, in, we're here in Maryland. When it was freezing cold, we knew something was coming. <laughs> you know, yep. <laughs> we have yeah, to have right. that, that hope, that same hope that we knew Fourth of July we going to the beach back in December. Right. We have to have that same hope in God. That God's coming. Amen. It ain't gonna be like this always, and that's where our praise. That can be the fuel for our praise. It ain't gonna be like this always. Amen. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> we yeah. have about nine minutes left. We have about nine minutes left on our show. If you're listening in, you can um, call in at nine one seven eight eight nine two two seven one. We have a few more minutes. We're still the man in the mirror with your host. Hezekiah Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson, and a good friend, new friend, best friend now, um, Deacon Far. So you know, you meet some new people, and I will mention that I will be um, Deacon Far. You got a couple of minutes. Um, I will actually be on your show tomorrow morning. You can give us some information about that. Oh, my, oh, my. Yes, sir. Tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., we're going to be at Issues Christian Men's Talk. We're also on Blog blog Talk Radio, but you can find us at uh, www.pwnradio.net um, on at 10 a.m. Also, if you if you are on Facebook, go on Facebook, type in Issues Christian Men's Talk, 
or type in uh, Thomas Farr, and the link will be there so you can listen to the show live. Um, I don't have my calling number in front of me, but if you go on the Facebook page, Issues Christian Men's Talk, the information is there. We can call in, but it's 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. And we're going to be talking about the brother's book and some other and some of the, some of the similar issues. But what we do, we talk about some of the issues that affect men as men grow in their faith and and seek to lead their wives, their families, and be leaders in the community. Uh, some of the things we talk about there. And we're going to have a good time tomorrow morning, brother. Mm-hmm. And I will actually help you out there. Your his calling number is nine four nine two seven two nine four eight three. Again, that is nine four nine two seven two nine four eight three. Because we are here to be helpers of one another. And as I said, we are winding down. So I'm actually going to. Um, do you have any closing remarks, Michelle? I just wanted to say I I have really um, enjoyed this discussion. And actually, you know, it has um, blessed me and brought some things back to remembrance because, you know, as I, as we were talking about, we all kind of, you know, with the, with the trials, tribulations of life, the busyness we get into, sometimes we can, you know, let that the praise of God go and not praise Him throughout the day. But it's definitely something we need to keep in the forefront. forefront. And I, I just really uh, have appreciated this. Um, show tonight, so thank you so much for that. Amen. And I'd like to thank all of you who have been listening this evening um, this to this special show. This show is special because we're telling our stories and giving our praise reports. Please go to uh, my uh, my website at www.hezekiahalmontgomery.com and sign our guest book. Um, and as I said before, it's also in the um, room, the um, page that we're doing for this, tonight's show, we're doing doing a fundraiser for Rediscovering Kai the Play. Check on the website and hit the GoFundMe link, and it will take you to our backer page. Please support the play, which we're trying to bring out this summer of 2015, but we may tweak that because everything's entitled to change. Our goal is to raise $5,000, and we're doing pretty good right now. And, again, please go on and support. Um, This is Hezekiah L. Montgomery, host of The Man in the Mirror. And this song I'm putting on, uh, Michelle Michelle um, mentioned it earlier. She said we have to give ourselves away. So this will be our closing song for tonight because we have to give ourselves away. It's not about us. It's about God. So we're going to close our show off with I Give Myself Away. Again, this is your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and I'll see you at the mirror. I give myself away. Give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can. Come on, let him know. I give myself.
Can you? 